Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Pylon and NFC North podcast, where we got four guys representing the NFC North here, and we're heading into week two of the NFL season after a wild week one. Um, lots of points in that Green Bay-Minnesota game, uh, wild fourth quarter in the Bears-Lions game, and now uh, we got three games going on here for the NFC North. But I'm Big Z representing the Lions. Let's go around the horn really quick. Kinger with the Packers. Gentlemen, as always, good to be back with you. Go Pack. Then we got Barney with the Bears. Bear down, everybody. 1-0. And then we got Remy with the Vikings up in Minnesota. Skull to the ball. We'll bounce back, baby. <laughs> All right. So um, it's week two. Uh, week, week one came and went really fast, at least to me it, it did. But now uh, heading into week two. There's a lot to talk about, but before we get into injuries in some of these games, there's uh, something we wanted to talk about first, and that's uh, we're going to go to Barney here just a little bit. Uh, Alan Robinson uh, trying to make a point on social media or something, deleting all his bear stuff. Then he got, uh, what was it, Tariq Cohen saying free or pay A-Rob or something like that. Why don't you give us a little insight to Alan Robinson's situation, Barney? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Alan Robinson making headways. I saw a lot of stuff come in. People are asking, you know, is he really going to be – you know, let off the team. Is he going to be traded? Um, you know, I, I really think Ryan Pace is truly trying to do what's best for the Bears. I know a lot of outsiders might think, you know, and insiders might think, you know, this guy's an idiot. But, um, you know, he's been saying all offseason that he didn't think week one was a deadline for, for an, an extension. Uh, in the past three seasons, if you look at it, Kyle Fuller got his extension leading up to game one. Uh, two years ago, Eddie Goldman got his extension, and last year, uh, Cody Whitehair did. So this this year was about extending a Rob before you know free uh, free agency. Uh, honestly, Robinson and Pace Nagy they all have a great relationship. Um, he's been everything that you could ask for on and off the field. I just think once Keenan Allen got his new contract. And then Cooper Cup got his new contract. It just rubbed A-Rod the wrong way that he was still waiting. Uh, because he is just the focal point of our offense, and he's the only reason why we're able to drive the ball. Um, yeah, and very rarely do you see a um, an extension after week one. It doesn't happen too often. That's why I see him like like we saw with Alvin Cook and Alvin Kamara and all these other players getting an influx of cash right before the season started. Yeah, no, Um so this was, this was uh, somewhere where, you know, A-Rod didn't want to be, and I think uh, Pace was confident just because of A-Rod's demeanor and how calm, cool, and, and professional he is uh, that it wouldn't have gotten to uh, this degree here. But uh, those reports that were, that were reported by Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune uh, were false. There was no ask to be traded. However... You know, he is definitely upset that he doesn't have a deal yet, right? Um, but, you know, this isn't – like, he doesn't feel like he's just, like, completely disrespected, you know, by a franchise. I mean, when he went down with his ACL injury, there was a market for him when he hit free agency, but not everybody was in on him, and the Bears made him the second-highest-paid player on the team. Uh, so he's been a focal point for the Bears uh, from day one. And he wasn't getting the money that the Bears were giving him by any other team. So, I mean, he really yeah. likes the Bears. He really likes uh, the city of Chicago. 
I just think that with Keenan Allen and Cooper Cup getting theirs within the last, you know, a couple of days, and he didn't, yep. got really upset and took that uh, personally. But, I mean, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. He did everything that he was supposed to. I mean, right now he's got the whole fan base pretty much, like, you know, all in unity saying, let's pay the fucking guy money. Um, the te- the players, even some of the players like Tariq Cohen, who are up for a contract in the same position as A-Rob, are saying, extend the man. You know, like, I mean, that, he- Tariq has to know that that money that is, yeah. like, waiting for him can be taken, you know, from his pot and given to Allen Robinson in this whole grand scheme of things. So, I mean, he's got Cordell Patterson, he's got Anthony Miller, basically the whole, uh, the whole team is in unison trying to get this guy paid. And I don't know if you guys have seen that on your teams at all, that, you know, they publicly state that they want, uh, you know, one of their guys getting paid to this degree. But I really, I want to calm everybody's jets here. I don't think he's going anywhere unless pace really like really colossally fucks this up. And Remy, uh, you want to throw someone in there? I, I for one, wouldn't mind if A-Rob became a free agent and left the NFC North. No, yeah, no. I was just gonna ask: Have do you know Barney? Has there been like contract? Has there been talks at all, or has his camp just are they have contract talks not even begun yet? Yeah, no, there have been contract talks. However, pace the way he operates is he lets everything like he doesn't let anything get out to the media at all. What what type of like tier? So if you were to give him like, what do you think he should be paid as far as like tier wise? What what tier? wide receiver do you give AR? Yeah, uh, well, I, honestly, I think, you know, he's he's the top 10 re- uh, wide receiver in the league. I think he's he could be, be even arguably better than that. Um, but if you I think it's right around Keenan Allen money. Uh, he he, he yeah. wants $20 million. Uh, I, yeah, that- I would have to guess that that's where it would be. I mean, right now he's making, I think, uh, $16 million right now. Um but Quick yeah, question, I think he though. wants in the market of twenty million. Quick question: yep. But do you want somebody that wants twenty million? I mean, <clears throat> it's week one. We haven't seen Trubisky do Trubisky things yet. You guys are want to know, but we'll see. We didn't see it for three quarters. <laughs> do you do you want do you want to pay a guy like that twenty million for the quarterback situation that you currently are unknown of? Maybe. Well, and that's where the side of business, you know, in football gets ugly. Um, I think, I mean, he's, he's, since the day he walked on our squad, he was the best guy on offense, you know, for the last three years. If you look at our team, it's basically every drive we have is credit to him. Um, he bails everybody out. I think he's a tremendous route runner. He's definitely worth the money, 100%. Um, and uh, Mellon Robinson right now, Barney getting paid $14 million a year. 14 Yeah. Uh, but, so, you but know, you want to throw something in there? Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I'm surprised Barney over here given Ryan Pace a lot of defense. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm a little shocked to hear that, to be honest. But um, the one thing I want to note is, is Allen Robinson is worth the money he's paid for, ultimately, I think. Um, I do think he likes the city of Chicago, but I think he's put himself in a little bit tougher position because, again, um, you know, I think the quarterback situation is an issue, but you got to question what his motives are when he's doing this right now. Right. I mean, I get, I get voicing your frustration, but why go out there and make it public notice for everybody get the story talking? I mean, 
the man wants to get paid. I get it. But I, all I do, all I think that does right now is just create a distraction. And I don't really understand if he's really a team first guy, keep that in house. Right. I mean, those are just, I think some unnecessary antics in my opinion. And I mean, to throw, to throw this out there too, Adam Thielen is on a four year. He, they agreed to a four year extension of 64 million. Yeah. Um, so that's 60. like, that's like 16 six, point, six, 16.2 six, per year. Yeah, it's like 16. Yeah, exactly. That's around 16. So that bold statement of 20 million saying he's a better, I mean, I get it. How old is Allen Robinson? He's a, he's younger. He's right. He's 27. I, I, 27. I, mean, I love, I love Adam Thielen. Really, I do. I think he's tremendous. I think Allen Robinson is better than Adam Thielen. Whoa. I agree. I would do. I would do. But, but I still think I still think Adam Thielen is tremendous. But I just I'm just gonna say I mean let's let's just aside let's from like, age aside from age what makes you think <clears throat> both of you I'll I'll, I'll explain that I'll, okay. I'll explain that he had a 1400 yard season with Blake Bortles he had a 1100 yard season with Mitch Trubisky I don't care what your what your opinion is he was the focal point of both offenses Case and he still Keenum. got him Case Keenum. Adam Thielen had Case Keenum. <laughs> oh, uh, and uh, just, just before we wrap this up here, so the top paid wide, top five wide receivers right now is DeAndre Hopkins, 27.25, Julio, 22, Keenan Allen, 20, Amari Cooper, 20, Michael Thomas, 19.25. Right ahead of Ralph Robinson now are Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, uh, Jarvis Landry, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen. And Brandon Cooks is getting 16.2 as well. And, and, and I'll end it here. When I say he, he probably wants 20, I'm not saying he he thinks he should be paid like the, the the best wide receiver in the game, but that's just the way NFL contracts go. It's next man up. Yeah, you know, like that's why 20s the number. All right, Barney. So be uh, before we move on, uh, just a little prediction out of you: Will Allen Robinson be a Bear next year? And well, two part question: Will he get an extension by the end of the season? If not, will he be a Bear next year? I think an extension gets done. I'm not even going to answer the second question. <laughs> well, yes. Well, that answers the second question by answering the first question. So, um, I don't think an extension gets done. You rarely see it happen during the midseason. So, uh, Remy, do you think it gets done? You know, to be honest, <clears throat> I think he still plays. I just don't think it gets done. Like, yeah, he's like going to play. He said, he said as much today. He's going to be a bear for the season. Yeah, uh, you just you, you don't see him get done during the middle of the season. So, um. But, I mean, yeah, by all means, I mean, he's not going to sit out and lose money. And then last but not least, uh, Kinger, what do you think? Yeah, I think the deal gets done. The Bears would be dumb not to. All right. All right. So let's move on. to uh, Before we get into just uh, previewing each of these games for the upcoming weekend, I just want to go around really quick and get an injury update uh, report from each of you guys. So let's start with you, Kinger, uh, with the Packers. How are the Packers looking? I know you lost your guard, right? Yeah, as uh, as we discussed on the podcast on Sunday, um, yeah, we did lose Lane Taylor for the year, torn ACL, real big bummer. Um, really, uh, you know, it's it's tough for that guy after as hard as he worked to get back. He tore his biceps last year, I believe, in week two or three. Comes all the way back, done for the year, tough. Um, good news is our other guard, our left guard, who started last week, Lucas Patrick. He's he started he practiced fully today uh, after he left the shoulder injury. Um, Kenny Clark was on the sideline rehabbing today. They've kept his injury um, pretty under wraps. He had an MRI on Monday. 
um, but no news or no formal news from the Packers in that front. Um, like I said, they said he was doing a little activity on the sidelines today, but he was with their rehab group outside of practice. All right. So now let's bring it over to Chicago there, Barney. Uh, how's Robert Quinn? Is he looking healthy? Uh, yeah, uh, he's had, he was out there limited today. Same with Mac. Uh, with Quinn, it's an ankle. With Mac, it's a knee. Um, I am cautiously optimistic about Quinn. I think he's probably one more week away uh, from playing. But uh, not nothing. Uh, no injuries to note really uh, for for week two. That's pretty good right there. How about you, Remy, and the Vikings? Yeah, Big Z, uh, it's, it's something you really don't want to see up here in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> our starting corner, Cameron Dantzler, uh, he's got a rib injury. He uh, did not participate in Wednesday's practice or walkthrough. Uh, Jeff Gladney, a little banged up with the knee. He was he was a full go. And then our uh, other starting wide receiver, Olabisi Johnson, some with his knee. He was – Fully walked through as well. Uh, minor just stings. Obviously, Daniil Hunter is still on IR. He'll be eligible to return by week three. But you just – you're getting thinner at corner. I have been told that uh, George Ioka is pending. He took a COVID test um, a few days ago, and his test will come back tomorrow, and the Vikings will be signing George if he when he passes for a little help in the secondary, whether he plays – safety or corner but we're a little yeah. thin up here not ideal yeah and that, that's another thing uh because the lions are dealing with this too a db this week uh when they need to sign a guy it takes like an extra day or two right now to get that guy into the locker room because of these covid tests yep. going on um so that that's something uh interesting that's not had to been dealt with before because usually you could pick up a guy like that uh after one quick workout but it, I'll give you a quick update with the – yeah, go the ahead. Only, I was just going to say the only good thing about Iloka is he did play for us in 2018, so he's familiar, and he played under Zimmer in Cincinnati. when So he, he knows the scheme. Okay. It's just getting back in there. But Yeah, and I, I, th I think you're going to see a lot of that this year. Um, the Lions did that as well um, with a, a guy named Chris Jones. Uh, he's been kind of floating around the NFL for a while, but he was on the Eagles under Corey, Corey Umlin, the Lions' current defense coordinator. The Lions signed him this week. Because the Lions are really thin at cornerback. Uh, Justin Coleman got put on IR, our top slot cornerback. Uh, that's That was brutal. Um, Des he left that Bears game after the second quarter, and so did Desmond Trufant uh, midway through the third quarter, and it proved costly there in the fourth quarter, obviously. But Desmond Trufant um, looks like he might be promising to play this Sunday. I don't know. He didn't practice today. Neither did Big V, our big right tackle signing. Um, Kenny Galladay, again, did not practice. Our third tight end, Hunter Bryant, didn't practice. Daryl Roberts, our backup quarterback, didn't practice. Um, a lot of these are hamstring injuries. Uh, Kenny, I, if I didn't, I don't remember if I mentioned Kenny Galladay, but again, he did not practice. Uh, C.J. Moore, safety, limited. Dick Williams, defense tackle, limited. Kabinda, fullback, uh, who played really well last game, also limited. It, it, the, it, this goes out. But there is one positive. Jeff Okuda did fully practice this week. So our number one draft pick looks promising, uh, and his initial game is going to be going against Aaron Rodgers. So uh, saying that, let's just get right into it because that kind of leads me into my, uh, my next point as we preview this Lions-Packers game, Kinger. Um, the, the, the big thing to watch in this is the Lions' pass defense against the Packers' pass offense uh Packers I mean number one in PFF grade Aaron Rodgers top passer from week one everything 
top offensively belonging to Packers. And the Lions are really hurting on defense, especially at DB. Um, going against this Packers offense, it, it, it's going to take a lot of Matt Patricia scheming, and I don't know if I have 100% confidence in his ability to scheme, uh, especially with a limited roster. How are you feeling about this matchup, Kinger, going into this week? Because I feel like that's the matchup to watch most. Yeah, I mean, on paper, I'm feeling real good, right? But, I mean, just the Lions have really been a thorn in the Packers' heel the last few years, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if you look back look back at the two games last year, we don't need to get into all the details, but, you know, the Lions, I think, led for – I don't think the Packers led for a single second in either one of those the games, The Lions led right? for 90 seconds – or 90 minutes, <laughs> Not which yet. is the – total minutes of two games so two win game winning field goals at the buzzer exactly i mean the last two or three years like i said in the division the lions really have have uh you know given us issues but you know with the lions secondary being as banged up as it is um the packers offensive line played well last week we were able to run the ball um you know I i'm feeling better than i have in the last couple matchups that's for sure <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Packers are six or six and a half point favorites, depending on where you look at it. Um, the def Lions definitely one of the bigger underdogs uh, this week, and I, I think the Lions are going to need to have an aggressive defensive approach, which is something we have not seen much out of Patricia. But I want to see a lot of blitzing, a lot of moving Aaron Rodgers uh, out of the pocket. But is my and I haven't gotten into the film study enough yet, unfortunately. But what I was told and. From you guys and just some highlights is that the Packers run ran a lot of like jet sweeps and uh, soft passes, soft quick passes, you know, like those little hut and then uh, hit the jet. Uh, if that's the case, that can nullify a, a blitz really easily right there. So I mean, the, if the Packers are adding that to their arsenal, that's also worrisome for me as well. Yeah, and that's I mean that that was something that was actually if you go back and look at the film last year, so some of these games, this is what. Matt LaFleur is trying to incorporate into this offense for a while now, right? And I mean, the, the difference is, is last year we had guys like Geronimo Allison coming off, you know, in the guy and man in motion, catching those jet sweeps. This year we got Tyler Irvin, right? Who we signed off the Chiefs practice yeah. squad last year, who's coming and completely been a, a dynamic game changer for that offense. Um, so last, the weird stat looking back when I was, you know, looking at stats from last year, the games Rogers threw for 55 times in week 17 last year, right? The lions top <laughs> three leading tacklers on defense were all DBs. Um, I'd like to see a little more balance in that, right? I don't want to see Aaron throwing 55 times, um, in week two, especially with how well they ran the ball last week. And I don't think that's going to be the case. Well, Rebbe, you watched uh, your, your team get destroyed by this offense last week. What is something that you wish your defense did that the Lions should be looking to do this weekend? Oh, that's simple. That's uh, get pressure to the quarterback. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, basically what we watched was a preseason game. So we lost a preseason game. That's fine with rookie corners. That's how I look at it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And Barney, uh, do you – I mean, uh, what do you think – about the Lions, uh, or yeah, I mean, you saw the Lions play last weekend. What, what do you think we can do to stop Aaron Rodgers, if anything? Or because my 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 understanding is that the Lions are in zone and confusing up Mitch Trubisky, and then switch the man, and that's when he got hurt. Do Lions, do you think, need to keep with that zone uh, that was working, or like Remy was saying, just get after, uh, start being more aggressive? Or did you see enough aggressiveness out of the Lions defense last week? Because I I didn't. Well, no, I didn't see I didn't see that level of aggressiveness that you guys are going to need uh, versus Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, half your guys were either injured or, or ejected from the game. So, um, you know, I, I, Jamie I, I think I think Jamie Collins and Trey Flowers have to have big games. Um, 
And, you know, I, I mean, it, it's all, I think, dependent on if Kenny Galladay is healthy enough to play. Because, I mean, the Lions, you guys are built to win shootouts. You know, I mean, it, it's – if you're a high-octane game, I mean, it could just come down to who has the ball less, right? I like that you said built to win shootouts. I like that. A little yeah, bit. I mean, I, 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 I'm a Not, huge believer in <laughs> uh, in uh, Stafford, and, and you guys got the best – duo uh, from last year at, in wide receivers. So, uh, you know, without Kenny Gaudet, I'm, I'm a lot less uh, optimistic for you. But, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, Kinger, how did, how, how did your uh, DBs perform last week? See, I mean, through, for three quarters, I thought they played very well. Um, you know, if you went back, going back and looking at the tape, I mean, they definitely laxed a little bit, let up some big plays. Jair, who had a great game statistically, definitely let up a few passes in coverage. Um, I think overall they played pretty well. I'd like to see an improvement. I mean, but again, that's going to be the biggest X factor. Galladay ate us up in week six last year when they were healthy, when they had the full gambit, uh, the, the Lions had the full gambit of players, full roster. Um, and so I, you know, that's, that really is going to be the X factor. Cause I do like the front seven. I mean, not without Kenny Clark, I mean, that's going to be another question mark as well. Will he be able to go? Um, but it, it is going to be, can the Packers defense step up and stop the Lions? Cause ultimately I do think the Lions are going to score some points this week. And where does his, where does the Darius Smith usually line up? They got him all over the place. Mike Patton has been super creative with him, lining him up, up him up all over the field, outside, inside. I mean, they'll line him up at the nose tackle spotter. They were doing that last week when Ken Clark, Kenny Clark's out, right? I mean, he's standing up, but um, you know, he, he'll be all over the place. I gotta tell you, man, uh, I I do like the Lions matchup on offensive line against this Packers defensive line, just at least up the middle. So if Kenny Clark Kenny Clark does play. Great. We have Frank Rag now, uh, who he didn't he didn't only allowed I think two pressures last year. No pressures last week. Um, Taylor Decker against going against Khalil Mack for half the game last week. Uh, Khalil Mack switched sides, but uh, at least for half the snaps, Taylor Decker didn't allow any pressures. Uh, it's the right side of our line. Hopefully, we have big V back or big offseason signing. If not, uh, it's going to be Tyrell Crosby or a backup right tackle again. Uh, he had a couple holding penalties last week trying to deal with Khalil Mack. So that's where I'd imagine um, Zadarius Smith to line up on the outside uh, and try to exploit that matchup. That, that's what could concern me, at least from an offensive side of the ball for the Lions. How do you expect Okuda to do in his first ma uh, first first game action? Do you think he's going to oh, match man. up against? I mean, Dev do you think he's going to go against Devontae? <laughs> I, I I do I I do. Uh, I think the Lions like to play their cornerbacks on one side of the field, uh, so it'll be interesting to see where they put it. I don't know how much they're going to use him though. You know, uh, he's he's just coming back off and he's been limited in practice the last two weeks, so he hasn't even gotten that many practice reps, and then they're going to be throwing him out there. So I don't expect him to start. I expect him to get maybe. 20 to 30 percent of the snaps on defense uh unless he's playing well maybe they keep him out there you know the way these games are going injury is going to happen so uh he might be out there a little longer but uh let, let's get into the just the prediction aspect of this so as i told you lions six six and a half point underdogs wherever you find it um let's start with the non the non uh people uh playing so let, let's start with uh remy the vikings fan over there what, what do you what do you think this game's gonna go like here so I think Detroit's going to struggle if the corners aren't healthy and or on their game because, as we saw last week, what happens. Um, but I do think if you can get to Aaron Rodgers, you do have a good chance at winning the game. Aaron Rodgers was barely pressured last 
week and we just know you got to keep him in the pocket so the pocket's got to collapse and he just has to go down um but i do think green bay you know is clicking and i i I think they might have your number on this one all right so you have green bay we'll go we'll go we'll go 2017 oh close one no close one all right how about you barney uh, so I'm just going to take this in stride here uh, with Kenny, you know, assuming Kenny's going to be out. Uh, well, both Kenny's, I guess, right? Uh, Kenny Clark and Kenny Galladay. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, hit it with that. And I think that hurts the uh, – I think that hurts the, the, the Lions a little bit more than the Packers there. Um, I don't see as close of a game with just your your cornerbacks decimated. Um I'd probably say 30 to 20 uh, Packers. All right. Uh, so <laughs> I, I figured it might go this way, but I, I you know, the, like Kinger said, the Lions play this Packers team tough. I think Patricia, Patricia has a read on what the floor likes to do in this offense to a certain degree. Um, but it will be tough with our DB situation. But I, I got to tell you, man, the the Lions have been chomping at the bit to get back in Green Bay after that Monday night, you know, game last year that was just completely stolen. Uh, the Packers are not going to be handed this game, although it is the same referee that made that those, stu- those two stupid-ass phantom holding calls last year, Cleet Blakeman. He is refereeing this game again in Green Bay. Luckily, it's not in prime time, so maybe he's not going to be, like, trying to put on a show with the flag. But uh, I, I have the Lions winning this one uh, 31 to 24. I like the Lions a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. So 31 24 Lions. What do you got, Kinger? All right. It's a little stat for you boys that I thought was very impressive um, from last week. The Vikings loaded the box more than any other team in the league last week um, mm. by percentage of snaps. And Green Bay was still able to put up 150 yards rushing on the ground. Um, that offense looked fantastic last week. Rodgers looked excellent. Um, with the unhealthy, with the situation with the Lions DBs um, and question around their health, um, I like Rodgers to continue to roll. I think the Lions are going to put up some points. I got Green Bay 28-20. All right. So there it is. Uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Lions this week. And God God knows like our, our overall record in Green Bay is uh, – not too well. But let's move on to Chicago. Uh, the Bears are at home this week against the New York Giants, who, uh, I don't know, I don't know, put up a, a dud, I guess, if you will. They were kind of competitive against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jason Garrett's coming into Chicago, Barney. How do you feel about that? You know, I, I'm happy after, uh, you know, just the awful game and awful effort by the Bears in the last uh, round with with Lions that were facing a team that I think also, like you said, laid a dud out there versus Steelers. Um, they caught a couple of good breaks. Uh, they Deontay Johnson muffed a punt inside his own five-yard line that gave the, the Giants the ball. Um, but the Steelers, uh, I will say, is a much better team, much more complete team than the Bears, but they really put the clamp down on uh, Saquon Barkley. And I think that's our, our, our strong suit is being able to usually uh, prevent any sort of run game um, being a strength for our opponents. Uh, I know Adrian Peterson went off for like 93 yards last, uh, 
last week, but I just think Adrian Peterson it has repellent on the Bears' uh, defense or something like that because we can never tackle him. But uh, <laughs> I think the key to this game is, is just do what the Pittsburgh did and uh, just make sure that, that we isolate uh, Saquon and don't let him, you know, take advantage of us. Uh, I, I think Daniel Jones has, you know, played pretty well. Uh, no real knocks against him. He was just up against a, a, a tough D, and he made a few mistakes. He had two interceptions, but that's what good defenses do. They make, they force quarterbacks to make throws, especially young guys. Uh, Darius Slayton had a good game. Uh, he had about 100 yards um, receiving. But, uh, I mean – it's all contingent on what we can do on offense. And if if the Mitch Trubisky shows up that, you know, played in the fourth quarter versus you guys, then I'll, I'm a, a hell of a lot more optimistic than, you know, what I think is going to happen. And, um, you know, I, I would just say that as long as we can get after the quarterback and, and, and do well defensively, uh, you know, it's your guys are going to hear me like a broken record this year. Um we're going to win, and we're going to win ugly. I think every single game is going to be ugly. There's going to be a lot of games. Even though I think we're going to go 11-5, like I said, I think there will probably be three games this year of those 11 that I would act, like actually be thrilled with the way we played. Uh, so, like, just let that sink in. I think we're built to win ugly. And I think uh, with, with a sophomore quarterback, Daniel Jones, uh, facing our defense, I just – I think it's gonna be an ugly game, but I think Mitch and uh, and the Bears pull this one out. I would say, I would say score wise, probably like twenty to sixteen. Oh, okay, close one. Now, I'll just throw in my my thoughts really quick. It just um, uh, the Steelers last week. I think what they forced Saquon Barkley into nine negative rush plays. It was crazy. Uh, he he struggled mightily. So I I think the Bears defensive line especially if Robert Quinn is available, um, is going to overpower this Giants offensive line. If they can stop Saquon Barkley, they're going to win this game. Uh, they need Saquon Barkley to win. They need him to be successful, and he was not last week, and that's why it was kind of a shit show for the Giants on offense. Um, so I, I also see the Bears winning. I, I would have it at 23-17. to 17. That's what I have it at. How about you, Kinger? What do you feel about the Bears here? Yeah, I mean, I think the uh Giants offensive line is that's it was rough to watch them versus the Steelers <laughs> last week and and for their sake I mean having to go up against the Steelers and then the Bears back to back to start the season when they already had a lot of questions coming in I mean that's a tough task very very tough task uh, I think the Bears do get the best of that front seven does get the best of that offensive line I Danny uh, Danny Dimes shows flashes of being a very good quarterback and making great throws, but still makes a lot of poor decisions, more bad decisions still than good decisions for all the good throws he's made. Um, I like the bears to win this handily 21 10. And then Remy, what do you got? Yeah, I think Chicago comes into this game and puts up points. And then next podcast, we're going to hear how Trubisky's the truth <laughs> and possible MVP because Trubisky's probably going to end up throwing for like four or five touchdowns. But no, uh, you guys have the defense to stop Saquon. And, I mean, you're hungry. I mean, you you want more. So uh, I'm going to say like 31-17 Chicago. Wow. All right. So we all have the Bears winning there, Barney. A lot of confidence in your team over there. That's 
that's a lot of love from a from a group that usually usually likes to take their shots. <laughs> it's the Giants. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was high on the Giants heading into Monday night, and for a half they surprised me, but then they went back to their their normal selves, and I can't get on board. If you want my thoughts about Bears fans, go to the last episode. So, um, <laughs> let's let's go over there uh, to you now, Remy, uh, to, to wrap up these uh, the previews here for the NFC North games. Uh, you're on the road in Indianapolis, right? And I on think you're road. three. And I believe you are. And I forgot to mention, Barney. Uh, the Bears are five and a half point favorites, and on the road, the Vikings are three point underdogs this week. What a what a difference a week can make, uh, Remy. So what what do you what are you thinking over there? As we should be, uh, our total record against the Indianapolis Colts is seven, seventeen, and one. We have a five-game losing streak that dates back to like the two thousands. The last Colt game I went to, we've got blown out by twenty. It is not pretty. I don't know what's in the air. I don't. I I just don't understand it. Um, Minnesota's got some corners who are banged up. Um, Ningakwe didn't show up at all. Although uh, he is looking to redeem himself because Ningakwe's career stats against the Colts, he's played them eight times and he has six and a half sacks and two forced fumbles. So he balls out uh, when he lines up with that Colt, that part of the Colt offense. Really looking to get to the quarterback. You get to Phillip Rivers and he's going to end up throwing duds, but you need guys that can cover. Um, obviously, with Marlon Mack being done, you only have to worry about Jonathan Taylor. Um, so that 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 kind of eases that up, as opposed to having to worry about the three-headed monster Green Bay had. But so I how, think, how do you feel about Philip Rivers in this game? Uh, because by all accounts, he's kind of the Philip Rivers of last year, where he's throwing uh, unnecessary interceptions again. I'm and I'm a fa- I'm a fan of Philip Rivers his whole career. Um, I. I hope he comes in and throws in a lot of interceptions because we need these young guys to start making plays and getting the confidence up. This is a must-win game for Minnesota. Um, I mean, quite frankly, I know you're on the road, but and there's some fans about I think like 2,500 or something. But you, if you if you if you can't beat this Colts team in a dome with no fans, you might not win too many games this year. So Minnesota needs to come back and make a statement and score some points and show that we can hold offenses to under 20 points. Yeah. And for the sake of being a Viking fan, I just, I want to say it's going to be 28, 10 Minnesota, 28 to 10 Minnesota. All right. Uh, What are you feeling over there? Kinger? Yeah. I, on paper, the Vikings, again, I feel like this looks like a game you should be picking the Vikings. The Vikings should win, but I I still kind of like the Colts to, to low-key put up a game at home. They do have some playmakers out there. I think that offensive line for the Colts is still very good. I don't think they're going to have too much of a drop-off with Jonathan Taylor in there. Um, the X factor in the game is definitely Phillip Rivers. Can he take advantage of that Viking secondary, or is he going to throw a bunch of interceptions? I'm going to take the Vikings to win this game 20-17. to all right, so uh, um, my thoughts on this, I would agree with the offensive line of Indianapolis being a major factor in this game and kind of nullifying the Viking strength, which is the, the front four there, and then exploiting the weakness of the secondary. Um, last week, the Colts, you know, for all Phil Rivers' interceptions last week, T.Y. Ty, Ty Hilton and Paris Campbell did not give him any help. He had four, they had four drops between the two of them, uh, a couple of touchdown potential catches there that were uh, – 
negated by a drop. So I, I think the Colts uh, were unlucky last week. I like them at home this week. Um, so I, I have the Colts winning this. Um, I think I had 27 to 20. So it'll be kind of a close one, but I, <laughs> I have the Colts uh, taking this one. And let's, let's send over to Barney for the, the last one here. Yeah, this game's actually pretty intriguing here. Um, I uh, we faced Indianapolis, uh, I think like week four or something like that. That's a that's a team that I thought was going to be actually a real tough out this year. Um, just leading up to the season, uh, they got a lot of playmakers. I think they are built right. Uh, I mean, you know, they have like an old veteran QB, but they I, I'm a huge fan of teams that have a great offensive line uh, that can usually dictate the tempo of the game. Um, with that being said, they look like absolute shit versus the Jaguars. And I'm, I, I don't know if I'm taking it personally because they knocked me out of one of my survivor <laughs> pools, but a lot of people out. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I think I I'm paying attention to the lines here. And I think Vegas is thinking that, uh, that Phillip's going to have his way with, with some young cornerbacks and he might, he might have the actual savvy, uh, savviness to do it, just being a veteran and, you know, a, a really good quarterback. But um, I've, I I got to say, I'm going to lean towards you, Remy. I'm going to go in a very tight game, down in the wire. Uh, I think it's also going to be ugly. I think it's going to be 21-19. Uh, Vikings. Vikings, all right. And let me just throw in there, Adam Thielen will be going up against his former teammate, Xavier Rhodes. Oh, that is a good point. And Xavier Rhodes, uh, we know his struggles. We're very familiar with that. Sucks. <laughs> um, so fair enough. So, all right, a lot of faith in the Packers, Bears, and Vikings, and no faith in the Lions. I'm used to it. Um, let's let's move on to our final segment now as we wrap up our Week 2 preview episode, and that is – our weekly bets, so our best three bets of the weekend. Um, Barney, uh, maybe you're, you're keeping track over there, if you don't mind uh, just recapping uh, how we do did last weekend because I think uh, you took the cake, right? Yeah, yeah, I went 3-0 uh, on the bets I gave. I also just want to throw a caveat in there. I stuck a fourth team in there for a parlay, and I hit it. So, yeah. uh, you know, but hey, I'm only 3-0. I'm only Yo, DeAndre Swift, like a nice, like a little watch or something, or like a, a his drinks next time at the bar for that one. <laughs> yeah, for real, uh, I would have been so mad if the you know if the Bears were the were the team to blow the parlay. <laughs> uh, but so last week I got uh, me at three and zero, Big Z, you one and two, Kinger two and one, and Remy one and two. Um, I didn't keep track uh, of what uh, specific spread you guys had, but. Uh, that's where we. That's the way uh, week one shaped out. Um, I'll, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to come up with something that the loser does for this at the end of the season. We got to make an ongoing. Uh, ongoing. We, we got to put something on the line for this. We're gonna have some sort of punishment going on. Um, and if anybody is listening and has ideas and follows us on Instagram, please put them on there as well. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> let's start with you, Barney. What do you got for us this weekend, Barney's Barney's best bets. What do you got? This is the road to 6-0. and uh, I'm going to go, you know, Philly's offensive line looked like trash. And, um, you know, I know they face one of the best units uh, in Washington. 
But Aaron Donald's another monster, and I saw what he did to a – even though it's, it's, it's a little beat up in Dallas, it's still a great offensive line unit, uh, and he really just killed it in there. So it's a pick right now. I don't quite get it. But I'm going to go L.A. Even though they're at Philly, it's a pick I'm going to go L.A. Uh, for that one. Uh, next, just like I, I voiced it earlier, uh, Minnesota plus three at Indy. I'm going to take that one. Uh, I think I think three points is a lot to to put up, you know, in, in a spread on on Minnesota's good defense. I know they have young young guys, uh, but I. Aaron Rodgers and uh, Philip Rivers at this point in their careers are two different guys. Um, and, and I have faith in, in Cousins because, you know what, he doesn't play well against teams that are over 500. And just at this moment, Indy mm-hmm. is defeated. So I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Uh, plus three, Minnesota at Indy. And then... Last, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go about hand. Uh, Kansas City minus eight and a half at uh, the Chargers. Uh, no Derwin James. Um, I know they got a couple playmakers in the secondary, like Chris Harris Jr. in the char- at the Chargers. I know they got Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, but Kansas City is just too too dynamic, and I think eight and a half points is is a little too low uh, for Vegas to be lying. So I'm gonna go with those three bets there. And the Chargers playing in that new stadium. You don't think it's a new new home team, new Chargers home team? Oh, you're right. You're right. Never mind. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the same. All right, Barney. So we got your three in. Uh, let's take it over to Kinger there. What do you got for us, man? So to start, I'm actually going to be going against Barney. His, um, him taking L.A. I don't use that to pick him. My lines looked earlier. I'm going to take the Eagles plus one at home. Got some news today that Derek Barnett, Lane Johnson, and Miles Sanders were all full participants in practice today. Um, I expect that Eagles offensive line to play better this week, um, although they are facing Donald. I like them to put up some points. I'm going to take the Eagles as a one-point dog at home. Um, the next game, uh, very similar opponent for the Houston Texans, I believe, and skill-wise. You know, they got Baltimore at home this week after playing Kansas City. Um, Baltimore is minus 6.5 on the road. I'm going to take them. I think Texans defense is complete trash and Baltimore is going to be able to neutralize Watson. I like, I'm going to take the favorites there in the third game of the week. Um, after the loss, to the Arizona Cardinals, although it's a two time zone game, I like the 49ers to bounce back and pound the jets on the road. Minus seven. Yeah. Barney, you want to throw us up? Yeah. Um, so I was looking and, and there's like a hundred different betting sites now. Um, yeah. So it, it could just be completely uh, just because of that error there. But earlier today it was one point, uh, but just before the, before we started Aaron, I just saw that it moved to a pick em. But uh, would you, would you feel the same way with a pick em? Yeah. I like the Eagles to win this week. I do. I just got a feeling that they're, they're a good enough team. They're not going to start owing to, especially at home Rams traveling two time zones. Yeah. And uh, Bart Barney, I'm gonna go with you on uh, the Rams there. I I also had them as well. I I like the way the makeup of their team, uh, especially with that defense line, the way they played Week One. Even with Lane Johnson back, I I do not like the way the the Philadelphia schemed last week against a good defense line. Maybe they're gonna make adjustments, but they they didn't last week. I really like that matchup for the Rams, uh, even if they are traveling from West Coast to East Coast. But without fans in the stands, it makes a big difference on your road team this year, I feel. 
Um, the second one I have is the over in the Lions-Packers game. It's 49 and a half right now. I feel like there's going to be a shit ton of points in this game. So I'm taking the over of 49 and a half in that one. And then last but not least, um, Buffalo Bills, five and a half point favorites on the road in Miami. I don't think Miami is a good team still. I love that Buffalo defense a lot. And I have enough faith that the Bills uh, can win that game by six points. So th those are my three for this week. Then let's let's take it over to Remy to wrap wrap it up here. All right, so I'm taking Joey B and the Cincinnati Bengals over the Browns. The the Beng Bengals are for real. Love them. They're like almost a second favorite team to me. Uh, love that. Obviously, and then I'm. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but obviously I, I got Niners uh, minus seven over the Jets. Obviously uh, a little scary with Kittle there, but I believe he's good to go. And they um, picked up, if if I'm not mistaken, Muhammad Sanu, correct? Yeah. Yeah, they needed wide receiver help badly. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, I got the Raiders over the fraudulent Saints. Trust me on this one, guys. Win some money. Put money down on the Raiders over the Saints. You'll thank me later. Is there any is there any reason for that? Or you just uh yeah, <laughs> what's why, the the Raider? why are those Saints fraudulent? Just watch, just watch Monday night. No, uh that's do uh, <laughs> pass that. Uh I do hate the Saints. I do I do hate the Saints. Um I, I believe it was Drew Brees last week, and correct me if I'm wrong, I do believe he had, like, only f maybe average, like, four yards attempt passing, maybe? Something something, something just with that offense was fraudulent, and I, I think the Raiders are going to upset him. Yeah, Michael Thomas is out, so, I mean, that, that yeah, definitely throws a, a hiccup in that. For sure. All right. Well, th that makes it interesting. And just in case, um, I know Remy picked the Thursday night game, so if this doesn't uh, come out before that, we, we apologize. Wait, wait, wait. We're recording this on which, Wednesday night which here. Which was the Thursday night game? That's that's the Browns-Bengals. Oh, that was the Browns-Bengals. Yeah, but that's all right. You keep it. You keep it. We're recording this on Wednesday, so that's all right. You keep it. Um, but I, I'm just letting listeners know in case they're listening to it and it comes out before. So I don't know. Sorry. Uh, it depends on when we can uh, work out the tech. No, you're good, man. But um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. This is previewing week two. We're going to have another fun weekend of football, gentlemen. Um, yeah, that's all I got. So please uh, subscribe. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And follow us on Instagram, The Pylon. We uh, post it up there all the time. And remember, if you have a suggestion for a punishment for the, the biggest loser in our bets, uh, let us know it. But uh, thank you, Kinger, Barney, Remy, Big Z. And uh, thank you to producer Kid J as well, who continues to do a good job for us. Uh, we really appreciate it uh, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, have a good weekend, ladies and gentlemen.